0: Let's be radically honest, the reason you decided to become an entrepreneur wasn't to put yourself last and sacrifice your health and well-being. You were looking for freedom. Imagine if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working any harder. Imagine if stress and overwhelm were a thing of the past, what if the way forward isn't about a brand new approach and all you need is a mindset shift instead. Business Intuitive Coach, Ranchelle Van Bryce, is here to guide you through letting go of the underlying beliefs that are holding you back so you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life.
1: Hello and welcome to today's broadcast. So excited to have you here with me. We are going to talk about how to bust through your resistance to sales and this um, is such a topic that's so close to me for so many reasons. And one of them is my own resistance to promoting um, and selling my own products and services. And so I want to share some of the journey with you and what that's looked like in my past and how it still kind of sometimes rears its ugly head. Uh, and share with you maybe some new insights as to the things that you can take a look at so you can switch not only your mindset, you might need to develop a different skill set as well. And so we'll talk about some of the limiting beliefs that might be uh, preventing you from really reaching your full potential in your business, because let's face it, sales is a major part of what we do in business. Whether you're a professional in your business, or you're an entrepreneur, or hey, you might be a cashier and you're selling and you don't even realize that you're selling it. You might be thinking you're ringing through things through the tell, but you have such much more of an impact on the business that you work for, or even on your own personal development or opportunities before you. And so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what uh, what does that look like for you, and maybe even delve into. What does sales mean for you? And can we change the way that you look at things, right? So if you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change. One of my ultimate favorite quotes, the first time I heard it was by Wayne Dyer. So that's uh, who I attribute it to, whether or not he was the first person who said it. That's who I talk about. So who am I? My name is Radshaw Van Bryce. I'm a sacred um, business coach, uh, business intuitive and um, a bit of a channeler of sorts. And I say of sorts because, you know, uh, one of the things that happens is when we channel messages from divine, each one of us channels in our certain way. So mine becomes more of a knowing, a sense, a feeling of something that's going on or a message that I receive. And so it's a little bit different than the t- people that I have in my life that I have so much respect for who, who, who channel messages. Uh, regardless of how the information is received, uh, you know, I embrace the fact that I have this connection. It's often connected to business. So an an intuitive business person, a business channeler. And so this is what I do with my clients. And for my clients, you know, I have um, a sales and marketing background. I used to own Curves franchises. So I guess you could say I'm a fitness background as well. Um, business background and, you know, bring all of those to the table to come hang out with you once a week or have you hang out with me once a week so that I can share a new perspective, a new way of being, perhaps even way, a new way of doing. And, you know, one of my passions is something called the sacred art of business. And I really believe that times are changing and, and perhaps maybe you feel it too. Perhaps you can sense that things are showing up. A little bit differently for us in business, and no longer are we attracted to the divine masculine way of doing things, or maybe even the lower density energy of the uh, masculine way of doing things, which is achievement oriented. Let's chase things, let's chase the sales, let's hunt for our food. Uh, although one time that was important, <laughs> in fact, um, urgent for us to eat. But how that uh, higher that that uh, patriarchal energy can negatively affect um, a business owner, especially a business owner of um, with a feminine energy. And we're all a balance of um, masculine and feminine, right? We're not just one or the other. And so, but how does it affect you, right? So I know for me, when I was really coming through on more of a masculine side, and I won't even say it was divine masculine, but I had this really strong achievement-oriented energy uh, get out of the way. Right. Um, you know, you know, this this drawing from what I thought was willpower, which wasn't willpower at all. This I have to prove myself to be worthy energy. And in the end, I end up getting very, very sick mentally, emotionally and spiritually. So part of my purpose, I guess, and in, in what I share and how I share is that I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to feel this way. Um, I work a lot with women and I don't want my fellow solopreneurs, my fellow entrepreneurial women, to be in a place and space where they're really um, trying to justify themselves and justify their position and sacrificing their health and wellness, because that was my story, too. When I had the curves, that's what I did. That's what I thought we had to do to be financially successful. And so I found myself financially successful and extremely unhappy, right? And then there was a time where I found myself extremely peaceful, but not financially successful, and so what I'm here, I guess, to share the message is why the hell can't we have both? Why can't we do both? Have both? Be both? Uh, peace and prosperity. And so why do we need to make a choice? Why have we been conditioned that we have to make a decision? Right? We have to make a decision. We have to make a make a choice. And um, I guess I want to lead the pack on hell hell to that hell to the no for that. I want everything. I want I want it all. I want both. And perhaps maybe those of you who are listening feel the same way. And that's why you're here hanging out with me. So let's say yes to both. Let's say yes to peace and prosperity or love and prosperity or health and prosperity, health and wealth. Right. Why not do both? And so part of this whole thing around sales is the uncomfortableness that you may experience. If you say things like, well, I don't want to be too salesy or those direct salespeople. They're always trying to sell me stuff. Or, um, oh my goodness, did you go to? We have something called the brick here, uh, which is the furniture store. Do you go to the brick? I hate going to the brick because they're always trying to sell me stuff. Well, yeah, duh. (laughs) They own a business. They're supposed to sell stuff. That's how business, right? The finances exchange. Cash flow, the currency of cash comes. When someone says, hey, I have a problem, I'm looking for a solution, and the other person says, hey, I have a solution to your problem, why don't we meet, um, and we can have this exchange of currency. You can pay me, right, and I can share with you my solution to your problem to help you live, in my terms, in my world, a more epic life. To help you receive more of what you want, this is the exchange. Right now, there maybe was a time a long, long time ago before money was created where if I had a chicken and you had bread, we could exchange services. And I do believe there's an opportunity for us to do something called sacred commerce. Right. Uh, uh, and sacred economics, which is a, which, um, uh, yeah, I probably will talk about that today. So I, we do have an opportunity to do that. But that but right now, currently, the way that the world is set up is that it didn't really matter necessarily if I had, you know, I had I had bread, right, and pies. And I said, hey, I've got bread and pies. And how about I feed you? And then in exchange, Mr. Banker, you can, you know, um, let my mortgage go. It doesn't work that way right now. What is required is cash. And so then what's required before cash, before the action, the exchange of energy, a currency called money, what happens with that? is a service needs to be exchanged first, right? In order for the service to be exchanged, what has to happen before that is a conversation needs to be happen, happen. And before that, an awareness needs to happen that someone has a problem and someone has the solution. Now, how that happens is through marketing, which is part of business as well, right? A conversation, a sales conversation, and there's tons of incredibly awesome sales training out there, you know and and I wouldn't say that one is better than the other, truly, because I mean, let's just take this moment, actually, and break down a sales conversation in a little bit of humor, right? You're hungry, you have a problem, right? And so the solution is you need to eat. That's the that's the ultimate solution. You need food. Right? How you get the food, there's multiple ways for that to happen. So I live in Canada so you can phone DoorDash and have food delivered to you. Skip the dishes and have food delivered to you. Phone the restaurant, a restaurant and have food delivered to you. You can look in your fridge and make the food that's there. Right. You can go to the grocery store, right, buy more food and then come home and make the food. But ultimately, regardless of what path you take, there is you have a problem, you're hungry, and the solution is you need to find food to eat. Right. Is the cashier at the, at, is she selling you something? Well, yes, actually she is, even though you might say, no, she's not selling. She's providing you a service, right? That's that's sales, right? That's part of sales, providing a service, right? You ask somebody at the meat counter to help you. They slice up the meat for you. Is that sales? You would say no. I'd say, yeah, actually it is. A conversation happened. hi can I help you? Can I get you something? Yes, I would like that smoked ham. how many How much would you like? I like two hundred grams. do you want it How do you want it sliced? A conversation's happening. a relationship is happening, and in the end i'm sold ham right, and so I'm using a, a little bit of humor in this because. People are making sales become this really, really, oh, it's so awkward conversation. I myself have done the same thing, right? But it's really about having a conversation. You know what messes it up is when people say to you, you need to do things in a certain way, right, which usually is their way. So I'm going to break through some of that myth after our commercial you need to do things in a certain way, which happens to be their way. And you need to make people feel really, really bad about how what they're doing in their life. Because if they feel bad enough, they're going to buy your XYZ widget. Now, there is some truth to it. Most people purchase something because they're trying to resolve a problem. Remember, I'm hungry. I have a problem. My stomach is growling a little bit of Physical pain. Right. I don't know what to cook. Confusion. That's pain. Right. I need to eat now. That's urgency. Right. My car's not working. Oh, no. Second urgency. What am I going to do? Solution. Call the restaurant. Solution. Call skip the dishes. Right. We can take that same kind of light attitude towards our own sales process, right? And we don't have to make people feel really, really shitty about themselves in order to sell them a product or service. So when I talk about sacred economics and sacred commerce or the sacred art of business, and I bring into sacred love, that's my part of it, which is coming from a space of divine love. Coming from, hey, I don't really want you to feel any shittier than you already do, but I do want to point out some areas where I think maybe you're not quite seeing with the clarity that you want, right? And let me help you see with more clarity so you can see then if the solution that I'm offering you is actually a valid solution for you versus all of this trickery and ninja warrior stuff that's going on, which is a divine masculine, or as a a masculine energy, it's not a divine masculine. And and part of the manipulation is a feminine energy. That's the feminine in a lower density. Is the manipulation of people to buy the thing. Now we can have impact and influence. Doesn't that feel better than to manipulate someone? Now, what has this all got to do with sales? Let me bring it, you know, kind of together for you. Is that if you don't like selling Or you don't want to be too salesy chances are you or someone that you love has purchased something and then had regret afterwards and blamed it on the salesperson right you took on the cloak of victimhood right maybe the cloak of martyrdom oh woe is me I, want, I didn't really want to buy this. This person made me buy it or I bought it and then it wasn't what I thought or I bought it and I didn't take enough action. So I didn't get the result that I wanted. And it's the person who sold me the stuff's problem or fault. Right. That's why we don't want to be too salesy. Goodness gracious. What if someone talks like crap about us? Right. Well, they might just do that. And that's part of Right? Building a business is having people who are not happy with their results. Now, is that your responsibility? Well, that could be if you sold them something in trickery. That could be part of, you know, that could be a challenge. If you didn't sell something in trickery, what else happened? Right. But this whole concept of us, I don't want to be too salesy comes from an experience that you or a family member had. And then that salesy mentality, oh no, someone's going to try to sell me something. Right. On the opposite end of that, and then we'll go to break. On the opposite end of the bracket, can you imagine going to like a dress store? And every single person there is like, I don't want to be too salesy. I'm not helping her find another size. I'm not going to show her where the best deals are. I'm not going to help her find an outfit that makes her look smashing for Valentine's Day today, for Valentine's Day. I don't want to be too salesy. And the other person goes, oh, I don't want to bring that up in the the till. I don't want to use the till because I don't want to be too salesy. What will she think of me? I, I know you're laughing. I can feel you. But that's kind of what when you say, I don't want to be too salesy. That's kind of what you're saying. Why would you not want to help someone find something that would make them feel fabulous or help them feel fabulous or change their life? Because you're concerned about what people might think about you. And that's a you problem and not a them problem. And we're going to talk about that as a problem right after this break. Thanks so much, everyone. I know I'm talking fast. I've got so much to share with you. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce. The show is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. And of course, We're here on Inspire Choices Network. Thank you.
0: Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to ignite your success with Business Intuitive Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email Become a Host at Inspired Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspired You can also send an email to RVB at igniteyoursuccess.ca
1: Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about sales and um, really talking about now the resistance to you feeling like you're too salesy. And before break, I gave a couple of fun examples of how, right, if you we take this to the extreme, how silly it sounds. I mean, sales, along with marketing, but today we're talking about sales. Sales is a part of business and without without that interaction, without that connection without that conversation without the relationship we don't have businesses and that can be something as someone something as simple as someone ring through your order at a till at a grocery store there is a sales transaction happening right now why do you feel less um or more indifferent I guess why do you feel indifferent about putting something through on you know uh through the till They scan an item and you're paying the company, the grocery store, for what you purchased. A sales transaction had to happen. It's a transaction. So I believe that some of your resistance is in having the conversation with somebody because it's not a transaction. It's a conversation and a relationship. A relationship can start and relationships can feel really, really scary, right? We have a whole belief system around our value, our worthiness, whether we have core wounds and core fears like abandonment and rejection and all of those things fall into play when it comes to having a conversation with somebody. But if you look at the conversation simply as, this person's experiencing a challenge and I have the possible solution for them. Why would you not have a conversation with them? Why would you feel like they're that you're being too salesy? Now, even if you initiated the conversation, right? Um, they said, yes, you didn't hold a gun to their head and say, you need to have a conversation with me so I can sell something to you or I'm going to hurt you and your family member. No, you if you started the conversation, there was something about what you said that intrigued the person on the other end enough uh, treat them enough that they're saying, yes, let's have a conversation. Right. And so what can happen then is you know, there's, there's this is uh, a myth out there. I want to bust through this myth. So people will tell you all the time that in order for sales to happen, the person like your ideal client, right, your your prospect needs to know, like and trust you. And here's why that's wrong. That is incorrect. They don't need to know you. They don't need to like you. And they don't need to trust you. Yeah, <clears throat> I can feel all you choking up. <laughs> so what do they do mean is to resonate with a your energetic frequency that you're sending out. Right. And they need to resonate with your message, the words that you're using. And so that's why they maybe need to resonate with your brand. It's like, why do you go uh, shopping where you shop? Probably brand recognition. Right. But you're 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 used to like you're going there now now because you're used to it. It becomes familiar. right so there's a couple of reasons why we shop where we shop. Right. If you don't have the brand recognition where lots of people like myself, I don't have that brand recognition as of yet. Right. So people are coming to me because they heard something that I said that resonated with them and they want to hear more. That's really what this is about. So you can let go of they have to know you and like you and trust you because what that can do is that can trigger some of your, your unconscious beliefs around being valued, being worthy, being likable, knowing enough, being enough. I mean, those are triggered possibly anyhow in a sales conversation, but you have less chance of that if you think Although they need to resonate with my energy, my frequency. Now, here's what's really important is that if you have an energy or a frequency of I don't want to be too salesy and that's so you're holding back your authentic, true self, then what you're sending out is an incongruent message. So people say no, not because you were too salesy, maybe because you weren't salesy enough. Or because you were sending out this disconnected energy because there was fear. It was based in fear. Oh, I hope I don't screw this up. What's that seven-step process that I learned? Right. And oh, and how many objections am I gonna have to overcome? And is it gonna be like a uh, a trial close? Right. Or should I should I use like the subtle close? Should I use the I'm gonna do five backflips close? How about you just have a conversation? How about you just have a conversation? Have you ever, ever, ever recommended something, you know, a restaurant or a clothing store to a friend? You were selling, you were making a recommendation based on your experience. Why can't your conversation with people be like that? Well, because you're attached to the results because you want to close the deal. And there's nothing wrong with that in the sense of it's not an error in thinking, but if you become desperate about it, or you're sending out this desperate or this, this frequency of I have to have this or else blah, blah, blah. Or if you're, which is where mine comes in, my fear of a a rejection comes up, right? If I'm not, if I haven't prepped myself, Right. I want to prep myself to have a conversation and remind myself that I'm here only to support this person. And if in supporting the person, it means that they are to work with me, then they will want to work with me. But I don't have to overcome any objections at all in the conversation. Now, could I overcome objections? Yes, I have the skill set to overcome objections. But I don't do it so I get the deal done that day. I don't come with that energy any longer. It's like, I would really like to work with you. Here's what I can see is going on. Here's how I think I can assist you, right? When would you like to get started, right? And so if they say, I want to get started right away, but I need to think about it, absolutely. And I will ask them, can you tell me what you need to think about? Because maybe in my excitement of my presentation or my conversation, I missed something Really important for them to make a decision. That's why I asked that. And so in truth, in, in in transparency, that is that is overcoming an objection, absolutely it is. And it's based in this in the sense of I want to be of service to this person. And so what if I missed something? because I get really excited when I have conversations with people. What if I missed something that will help them make the best decision for them, which actually might not be to not work with me. Right. And then the, you know, overcoming this money objection, we hear that all the time, you know, Oh, we'll go, you know, cash in your 401k or cash in your RSP or take something out in your mortgage. And isn't your personal development worth it? You know, um, act as if, that's a big one in my industry, act as if you have the money. And so we have, we have, Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are putting themselves in financial risk to act as if they have the money when they don't have the mindset before that to act as if. Acting as if is having the confidence to know and the clarity and the commitment to know that you will follow through and do the things that are required in order for you to access the gift of the program. Now, it's not the person's fault selling the program, but it's this acting as if, right, is a bit different, right? Acting as if, act as if you already have the money. Well, what would that look like for you? What would that feel like for you, right? Versus putting yourself at risk. Now, I'm not saying there are some programs that maybe are not, quote unquote, worth it, right, to, to refinance, you know, a home or, you know, if, um, to, to develop a skill set or a mindset. I'm just saying don't allow that manipulative energy of oh, you need to act as if to, to influence you, manipulate you to make a decision that you're not comfortable making. If someone's not willing to have a conversation, my point of view, with you to say, hey, let me help you figure out how you can recoup your costs right, of investing in my program. Let me sit with you and and help you come up with a few things and then check in and say, are you willing to do that? Because if you're not willing to do that, then you're going to waste your money and you're going to feel bad. But there aren't very many people that want to do that, right? They don't want to do that. So sales, what does this mean from your perspective is, when do you feel salesy like really looking at that when do you feel salesy when does that trigger kick in when do you feel like people are being quote unquote too salesy and i'll give you an example for me what feels too salesy is when someone friends me on facebook right and we have friends in common so that's one thing i have to friends in common before i say yes i say yes and i always try to reach out and send a wave or hello and then they immediately go to, I have this new program or would you promote? I have this thing that I'm trying to do. Would you promote me? And and I'm like, that to me feels swarmy. That feels salesy to me. That would be my definition of salesy, not maybe their definition and all the power to them all the power to them. That to me feels salesy. Why does it feel salesy? Because I believe that sales is a relationship and that's not a relationship. That's like swiping right on Tinder. And some then have got, some guy send you a picture of his naked penis because you said yes to having a conversation, sending me a dick pic, right? Don't be doing that. Right. Don't be doing that. That's what it feels like to me when someone does that. Now that's my own personal pile of food. That's my own personal experience right but it's so important for you to kind of pull back the layers of when was the first time you felt sold to or when did you hear those terms you know too uh, too salesy right what experiences have you had and what evidence do you have because this is just a belief about being too salesy i'm quite aware that that's my belief that that feels too salesy because i would never do that so it's an opinion it's it's a, it's possibly even a judgment right so maybe i have work there right but it's like working on what's what's the story what's the perception what's the meaning that you're giving it the meaning i give that is that's super disrespectful like someone sending me a naked picture of them and i don't even know their last name i just said yes on tinder right that to me is is being disrespectful it's disrespectful to do stuff like that. it's not disrespectful in my mind to reach out to family and friends and say hey i've got this new thing i'm thinking about doing what do you think or would you like to buy this that to me is not disrespectful so going back to this, this, this piece, when did this conversation happen in your head about being too salesy? And what's your definition of sales, right? Because like I said, the cashier, she's, there's a sales transaction there. Do you feel bad about that? Do you feel like she's being too salesy? She's ringing in your groceries. Is she being too salesy or he? If not, what's different about that? Is it because there's no conversation? There's no intimacy there? There's no like, here's what's going on with me and you have a solution. Is it because they don't, is it, is it because of that? This is important. These are important life altering questions for you. All right, let's go to our second break. Thanks so much everyone for being here. If you're just joining me now, welcome. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce and we're here on Inspired Choices Network and my show is called Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. Thank you.
0: Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to ignite your success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca.
1: I would love, love, love to connect with you. Um, and uh, absolutely, my email is one way, rvb for Ranshell Van Bryce at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Is one way. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn and connect with me there. I truly would love to have a connection, a a conversation with you. Um, And will I try to sell you something? Oh, no, probably not. Not right away. What I would do is have a conversation with you, right? And I always say, you know, part of the challenge of my industry is, like, people say, oh, let's have a connection call or let's have a discovery call. And it ends up being really, it's a code for like a sales call. Now, I mean, all the power to it, if that's what someone, you know, someone wants to do and they want to have a discovery call to see if that's a good fit, that's different in my mind, at least, than a sales call, right? And so in my discovery calls, it really is the possibility of discovering or uncovering Um, you know what you do and and are you in need of something or someone like me and if you are then I ask permission to share with you either that day or another day what I do and how I believe that I can be of assistance or I make a connection for you to someone else if I believe that I can't be of assistance to you and so there's that that you can also go to Ranshell Van Bryce and uh, Bryce being b-r-y-c-e.com so Ranshell vanbrice.com backslash daily d-a-i-l-y and there you can connect with me and i do a morning call monday to friday 8 a.m mountain standard time and i channel messages for you on your behalf and so please check that out as well ranchell backslash daily come and hang out with me there and you just get more of this right so except i don't have as much makeup so it's first thing in the morning, and it's like it's oh natural, baby, it's oh naturel. So sales, here's what I want to share with you. You know, years ago, I'm talking like many, many years ago, I worked at a jewelry store in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, and this is one of my best experiences in sales. Um, the the gentleman who owned the business, uh, I found him to be extremely arrogant. At that time, and perhaps maybe my experience of when, when he'd be different. Why is that important to the, to, um, to the story? Because even though I didn't resonate with the energy of who he was, I know, I know, I knew, I noticed, that's what I was trying to say. I noticed that he had a skill set that I wanted to develop, and he had the art of conversation. Now, we could call that the art of sales. He had the art of conversation. So imagine this. Someone comes in and they say, "Um, hi, I'd like to buy an engagement ring. And you say, fantastic. Let me get that for you. And you show them a ring and it's like $750. It's like a quarter of a carat or like a third of it. Uh, Yeah, a quarter of a carat, a sixth of a carat, an eighth of a carat, right? prices have changed drastically since I did this right? but this is a tiny really this tiny little diamond and you made an assessment based on what how he, what he looked like, how he was dressed um you know whatever that was but you made this assumption right away that this is what he wanted and then, and so then you you know you're helping him and you're having a conversation about this and he's like totally like not interested and he leaves. And the next time someone else comes in and says they're looking for an engagement ring and based on some assumptions that you make, maybe by their appearance, um, energetically, there's lots of different things, that, right? You know, just like 30 seconds, someone makes a first impression and you walk them over and you take them to the one that's like 1.2 carats and it's see, that one, there's about $22,000 for that one. And you could and so you have a conversation with them thinking it's going really well. They absolutely love the ring. They say, thank you. Um, I'm going to think about it. And they leave. Right. And so you can make assumptions about the people purchasing or the person that was selling it. There are so many mistakes that 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 in that scenario that happened. One was all the assumptions that were made. Right. Two, there was no and, and, I, and I set it up this way, but there was no questions asked at all. How could how could the staff person know what that person was looking for other than they said, I'm looking for an engagement ring? Sales happens through conversation, through connection, through understanding what this person is looking for, not making the assumption that the guy that was in the in the ripped uh, ripped jeans and dirty um oily hands had any less or more money than the person who came in with a suit. So leaving all of your own personal BS stories aside is really important. Like your own, I would never pay $24,000 for a coaching program, so I can't ask for $24,000 for a coaching program. And you're correct. If you wouldn't pay $24,000 for a coaching program, then you probably shouldn't be offering a program for $24,000 because it's a disconnect, incongruent energy that you're sending out. So you are correct from that perspective. But what you could do instead is have a conversation. So I I really like to use the jewelry as most people have gone and shopped at some point in their life for jewelry. You could insert flowers if you if you've never bought jewelry or insert it with something that you have purchased. And it doesn't even have to be like a really high end purchase. But when someone comes into your store, you want to, you know, you want to have conversation with them. Now, if you are in a storefront, I would say to you, never ask somebody how they are because it goes like this. Hi, how are you? The person walking into the door says, I'm fine. I'm just looking. So right away, you have an objection that you need to overcome. Now, here's the cool thing. When we have people come to us in a sales conversation, they don't have that same mental attitude of I'm just looking but they're already thinking and already afraid. Oh my goodness. I'm having a conversation. She's going to, she's trying to, she's going to try to sell me something. So the objection of I'm afraid that you're going to try to sell me something is the same objections. When you walk through the front door of a, um, in a storefront building and they, and you say, how are you? And they respond automatically. Fine. I'm just looking. So you need to start your conversations earlier in my process. Um, Sometimes, depending on the energy that I feel, because I'm I'm an empath and intuitive, if I feel that they're really nervous, you know, I might say to them, you know, are you nervous, right? Are you nervous or excited about our our call today? And I'll, and I'll, I'll get to a place, I'll offer them some sort of like opportunity to relax, right, to relax. And I do that by saying, here's what today looks like. Right. And I will share it with them what the day is going to look like to put them at ease. If I took this over to a storefront, and I want to do both here, uh, I'm being guided to do both. If I took this over to a storefront location, I'm selling, let's say I want to sell. I love selling jewelry. So I'm going to sell uh, a ring. Someone comes in, you know, and they're looking at the jewelry case. Right. I would make some sort of comment about the jewelry case what they were looking in the jewelry case. So for example, I might say something like, those are the diamonds that we're promoting this month, or those diamonds are from um, a Canadian mine, uh, uh, Northern Alberta, blah, blah, blah. So I would offer some sort of information, or I would comment only if I felt this to be true for me on something that they were wearing. I love being observant of people's clothes, right? men's or women's, so often for me, that was just a way for the conversation to start without me asking people how, um, how, they, uh, how they were, right? So next in a conversation is, so you let people know where, where you're going. In this, in the storefront, you're like letting people relax, letting them get settled into the energy of the building, right, and then then from there, allow them the opportunity to look around, Right. Now, you could at that point in time ask them, is there something in particular that you're looking for? Or you could be observant and say, I noticed that you're looking at rings. Are you looking at a ring for a special occasion? And I'll, they will say yes or no, no um, or yes. Now, in my world of sales, I always said ask open-ended questions so you don't get yes or no. right? And so, for, so if that resonates with you, um, ask more open-ended questions. And so another open-ended is it could be like, are you looking for something in particular for a special occasion? That is a close ended question, absolutely. It's a yes or a no. No, not looking for a special occasion. Okay, right. Then allow them the opportunity or ask, I guess, an ask open-ended question. It's been a while since I've sold jewelry. But the idea is to have conversation, to build what, um, build rapport. Really, Really, basically, from a psychological perspective, that's what we're doing, building rapport. in a a situation, whether you're a coach or consultant or energy healer or whatever that looks like, you're having, you're wanting to work with someone, right? Have them settle into the energy, share with them what's going on. And then you can ask because they know that you're there, you're there to help them solve a problem. Maybe it's a discovery call, right? Um, That might lead to a sales call. But you can ask them like, so what exactly or what specifically brought you here today? and have them share a little bit about their experience. What are they experiencing, right? In the world of jewelry, what I would say is if I get to this place, right, there's, I'm able to help them with a specific problem, I wanna ask as many questions about A, the person that they're buying for and B, what, what they themselves are looking for, right? So before I gave you the example of, is taking someone to a like a quarter carat and then taking someone to a like a 1.3 carat, the difference in price is $900. On the one that this one, the average price is $22,000. There's a huge difference in price. So finding out more about what they're looking for, and you don't even have to ask about budget, but just kind of what what style of ring that you like. Have you thought about the size that you want? Have you done any research around the clarity? Right. So we can go, again go this conversation or this conversation. Now, for the sake of time. only for the sake of time. Really, what you want to do is to sit down and think about the things that that you need to know in order to help that person across from you make the best decision for themselves. So what are all the things that you need to know to ask to help the person make the best decision? And that will be your quote unquote script here's what I need to know in order to assist this person. So for, for to buy jewelry, it's gonna be one thing to to work with you as a coach, a consultant, right? It, um, it's, it's another thing. And then figure out what those questions are and have conversation with somebody, right? I always like to ask people, um, what are other things that you've tried, right? Because I, I want to know, If when they tried something, was it successful or not? And it doesn't really matter if it was a yes or a no, but I'm always intrigued from a state of curiosity what's working for people and what's not working for people, right? So that I can then share with them, perhaps maybe I've used the same methodology, but I might have something a bit different so then I can share how maybe my methodology might be a little bit different and so you're creating this relationship this this sense of curiosity to have the converse to have the conversation remember people are seeking you out again whether they walk into a store or they're you know having a zoom call with you because you have the possible solution for what they're feeling is their problem right and oftentimes When you're when you're um, presenting, when you're in a conversation, you're meeting people where they are, where they think their problem is and what you'll provide with them in your service is actually what they need. And I'll talk more about that after the break. Thanks so much for joining me here on Inspired Choices Network. My name is Ranchel and we'll see you right after this break.
0: Many of us view success as something that you arrive at something you pursue something you have to make happen what if you ignited success within yourself what if you viewed success differently changed the way you look at it would you feel differently about yourself and your journey tuning in to ignite your success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle van bryce you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at
1: Welcome back, everyone. So we started our conversation today by really um, me shining a light on the silliness of, uh, uh, in the sense, the silliness of you wanting to stay away from being too salesy. And then I brought in a little bit of mindset of what are the things that you learned when you were younger about um, being salesy or being too salesy? When did that happen with you? How did it make you or, you, or someone that you love feel uh, was there regret in a purchase that was made? Were you blaming someone? Were you a martyr about it? Were you a victim about it? No judgment. Just like being really in awareness of where this, this fear of being too salesy and then defining what too salesy means. Like Is your grocery store clerk too salesy because he rang in 125 of your items and there was a sales transaction like 125 times? Or do you consider that to be one transaction? Right. and I'm making light of it because I really want you to look at it through the lens of humor right um okay and so then so now um, before break then we talked a little bit about like the, from the skill set and and developing maybe a, a skill set and understanding the language or the questions part of me that you need to ask based on your own business if they are selling jewelry the questions that you're asked are going to be a little bit different than the questions you ask if you're a coach like myself now all other sales training will say that you need to point out where their gaps are, right? So they're here in their journey. Let's say they're at point A and they want to be at point D and, and, and working with you would take them from A to D, let's say, or we'll just do A, a to D. I'm going to do D. I'm going to stick with D. And so it's it's important from a psychological perspective, it is important for them to see where they are, like with clarity here, where you, here's where you are. And here's um, where you're going. And you and, and have they tried other things to get from there to there? And are they in awareness then of why those things haven't worked? Are they in the blame and shame? Oh, it's this, it's this coach's fault and this consultant's fault. And they promised me something. Now, again, no judgment. And that doesn't mean that you don't want to work with them. But you then you are an awareness of there might be some mindset shifts that are required for them. Uh, to for, Yeah, for them, in in order for them to get where where they want to go. So it's just a, more information for you to assist that person, right? Here's the here's the truth is that most of us make decisions to do something differently when we're in so much pain, mental, spiritual, emotional, physical pain that the way that we're doing life no longer we know we know no longer serves us, and we start to look. answers to help us and so that's why why um, in sales we say like really spend some time in what's the challenges they're facing what are the and and what are the gaps so that you can you, you can help them and how long have they been thinking about doing this right and so it's okay to have a script of sorts a sales system in fact, I would recommend that you have your very own. You don't need to necessarily go out and buy one. I mean, if you want some, some, um, I guess, consulting on it, uh, you know, I'm happy to have a conversation with you. That is not sales. Uh, that's not code for let me sell you something. I, I don't, I no longer train at this point in time. I no longer train everyone and anyone in sales, but I'm happy to have a conversation about what that could look like for you. What a conversation. Um, could look like for you. So reach out if you're like, I don't have a sales process and I want a sales process. um, Feel free to reach out to me. Right. Uh, I'm absolutely happy to um, to offer that. Absolutely happy to offer that. So um, so we think about sales from a skill set perspective. And so here is what is important for you to know. Do you have the skill set of selling? Right. I would say that most everyone has the opportunity because I'm sure that you've convinced somebody and not that I want you to convince anybody in sales. But I'm using this language. I'm sure that you have persuaded. That's a better word. Persuaded someone to do something that they weren't quite sure what to do. But you knew it would be in their best interest if they did that. right. Have you ever tried to persuade a three year old to go to bed? That's what I'm talking about. Right. I have persuaded children to go to bed when they really didn't want to. And I knew it was in their best interest. Probably mine too that. They went to sleep so mama could have some sleep. I have persuaded my children to do that. We are in sales. We are in sales. Right. Have you ever had your children want ice cream before supper? right? And they were just weren't letting stuff go. And you uh, decided to give them ice cream before supper, because really, what was the big deal of not of having ice cream before supper? They persuaded you to uh, have ice cream. Did you think they were being too salesy? Probably not. Did you think that maybe they were persistent? Possibly, right? What are the words and the language that you're using, right? So think about all the times, I guess, as, as we're closing out here, think about all the times That you are selling something or promoting something, but specifically selling something, an idea, a theory, a concept, an opportunity um, in your everyday, in your everyday life. Right. And then think about why don't you feel salesy there? And why would you feel salesy over here? Because chances are, if you're if you're wanting to have a sales conversation with some somebody, you have something really important to share. And I bet if you had the cure for some horrible disease, you wouldn't really care if someone said, oh, my goodness, that ranshaw she's so salesy. She's so pushy. I would be like, damn right. I am because I want to cure. I want to end world hunger. Right. I want to end world hunger. And so, yeah, I am salesy. I am pushy because I want to end world hunger. And in order to do that, right, in order to do that, this has to happen. Right. And so what would that be like for you if you had something of that importance? And why don't you think the thing that you do is as important as a cure for some horrible disease? And that's a whole other conversation. I know. Right. I'm ending with like, oh, my goodness, what is that all about? Why do you believe that what you have isn't as important as something? Right now, is it because it's not global and it's not going to help everybody? Is it because it's not as important as ending world hunger or getting or, or healing, right, a, a horrible disease? And that's okay if you feel that. That's not a, like let's dive into that and see what's wrong with you. That's like I don't believe that's as important. So it's like oh, so if it was important enough, you would do it. thanks everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. Ranchell returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.